trying to stay healthy can seem like a full-time job sometimes, especially during a pandemic. But I'm here to make that goal a little easier. Welcome to the Nutrition Facts Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Michael Greger. Today I make my step quota, walk in the walk on my treadmill, of course, and try to improve your health simultaneously. I'll answer a whole host of questions, including what foods contain potassium, is uh, plant-based iron the only kind that's absorbed by the human body, and what to do about heartburn in a plant-based diet. Enjoy. Let's see what uh, questions you have for me today. First one is from Man Mango, who says, what food contains potassium apart from greens and bananas? What substitute for salt apart from miso? Is there a maximum daily limit? Oh, we got a whole bunch of questions from Man Mango. Um, uh, so uh, potassium is found throughout the, uh, the uh, plant kingdom. And uh, the two, uh, I actually have a, a kind of a humus video talking about the banana stuff. Two best sources are greens and beans. Uh, so I believe beet greens and I forget what kind of bean actually was, uh, was the number one, but any kind of bean. So uh, legumes and greens are really the best sources. We're really uh, shooting for 4,700 milligrams. That's the recommended minimum. And guess how many people in the United States even reach the minimum potassium? 2%, 1 in 50. Um, uh, and so uh, that's why it's critically important to eat healthy. Um, and we probably evolved getting 10,000, maybe even 15,000 a day. Um, uh, whereas we used to get a tiny little pinch of salt every day that is naturally found in whole foods. Um, and now we get uh, um, about 10 times what we are physiologically um, meant to be able to handle. So it's been reversed. We used to have high potassium, low sodium. Now it's switched. It's high sodium, low potassium. And that's wreaking all sorts of havoc. Um, in terms of high blood pressure, artery function in general, um, and uh, increase in stomach cancer, and a whole bunch of things. So we need to increase the potassium, decrease our um, uh, sodium. One way to do that, um, best way to do that is to eat um, healthy. Uh, most salts from processed foods, so cutting up processed foods and uh, eating lots of whole healthy plant foods. Um, but another substitute for salt is potassium chloride, as opposed to um, sodium chloride. And so you reduce sodium um, by not using sodium. Um, at the same time, you're increasing your potassium. So for healthy people, there's basically uh, no downside other than uh, some things taste a little strange. If you use 100% potassium chloride, which is what I'd recommend. I have some videos coming up about this. I'm just trying to remember what the conclusion was. Um, so some things taste great. Um, so, you know, when I uh, stopped eating um, I uh, stopped using salt in the, the kitchen dining room and cut out processed foods. Um, you know, after a few weeks and my uh, palate adjusted, everything was fine. With the exception of pesto. For some reason, pesto never tasted good without some kind of salty component. So I used to use miso. Um, but I tried the potassium chloride stuff and, oh, it was delicious. Um, so uh, for, for pesto, in fact, I just had pesto yesterday, the day before. So I had the, I have the potassium chloride out. At the same time, I tried it on watermelon. I don't know if anyone's ever tried to salt their watermelon. In the deep south, they um, often salt fruit to make it uh, taste even sweeter. Um, and I remember as a kid, I put salt in my watermelon. I was like, oh, wow, I'll try potassium. Oh, my God, I almost gagged. For some reason, I don't know, potassium chloride does not go good with watermelon. So I don't know, it may be good with some things, other things. The uh, concern about potassium chloride, the reason we don't hear 
uh, much about it, is because concerned people with uh, kidney failure. So if you have uh, diabetes, for example, you should get your uh, kidneys tested. If you're elderly, you should get your kidney tested first, just because uh, potassium chloride is fine, but um, that's assuming that your kidneys can excrete uh, potassium. If for some reason you have a uh, failing kidney function, actually build up too much potassium um, and uh, experience something called hyper hyperkalemia, um, and that's not good. So, um, but other than that, if your kidneys are fine, um, potassium chloride is a uh, another substitute for salt, um, like miso. Let's see what else. Uh, so uh, now there's so many uh, questions flowing through. I'm just going to pick at random, and we will see um, uh, what pops up. Okay, this is Rafal says, "Is it true that iron from plants is only is only absorbed in human body?" No, iron from animals is absorbed. Um, in fact, uh, iron in animals, the heme form of iron, actually absorbed better than the non-heme iron um, uh, found predominantly in plants. That's not necessarily a good thing. Iron is kind of a double-edged sword. So this is iron overload diseases like hemochromatosis. Um, actually, high iron um, stores associated with uh, cancer and Alzheimer's, a whole bunch of things. And so we um, ideally, we want to have low stores of iron, but not too low that we become anemic. So have enough iron to make enough uh, blood, but basically otherwise stay on the low side. Um, but, uh, and that's a matter of, uh, uh, yeah, not taking iron supplements, not going out of way, unless of course we are actually anemic. How do you become anemic? Uh, typically through blood loss, not inadequate iron um, intake. You're just not, you're losing too much blood typically through one's monthly cycle. All right, next up. Stephanie says, if only all the vitamin books and daily doesn't still struggle to lose weight, what is the lowest daily calorie intake that's safe for how long? I wrote a book for you, How Not to Diet. This whole second half of the book is for people that are, wait a second, are eating healthy, still having a problem losing weight. Um, and so I'd recommend those 21 tweaks. Uh, you can see the list for um, free, obviously, by getting the book in the library, or um, there's an app, a daily, a Dr. Greger's Daily Dozen, you switch over to weight loss mode. Um, there's not only the Daily Dozen, but also the 21 tweaks will come up, so you can just see what they are if you happen to be interested, and then you read more about it in the book. Um, and uh, lowest daily caloric intake, it's say, well, uh, yeah, um, I mean, if you have excess body fat, there's really no lower limit. Uh, the, the, the limit is you're not getting enough nutrients. So, for example, uh, if you're heavy enough, there was a case I talked about of someone who fasted, had zero calories for over a year. It was like 392 days, I think. Um, the Guinness record, zero calories for 392 days. Of course, the only reason they didn't die is because they took a multivitamin. Um, and so they didn't die of uh, thiamine deficiency, die of scurvy, die of all sorts of other things. Um, but of course, the lower calories you eat, the more important it is that you make those calories count by having very high nutrient density. So even though you're eating so much less food, you're still getting everything that you need. Um, Michael Mitchell M says, underweight most of the life, don't have big appetite. So many plant-based strategies to gain weight, uh, especially, especially for people who just have problem eating more. Well, um, so if you just don't want to eat a lot, then you have to make those uh, foods count in terms of calorie density. I just talked about nutrient density. This is different. This is calories per unit volume or per unit weight. Um, and so indeed, if uh, you know, you're filling up your stomach with iceberg lettuce, you, you, know, you, you ain't going to gain weight. Um, and so there are some calorically dense healthy foods, such as nuts, seeds, uh, nut butters, dried fruit. 
um, smoothies. You could imagine some kind of like a trail mix kind of thing. Um, nuts, dried fruit, lots of um, uh, calories in just a small space. That's why hikers love them so much. Um, and so you could just be grazing throughout the day. You have a bowl right by your desk. And, uh, you know, uh, and, and you will um, get uh, the calories you need. Although being underweight, I mean, not underweight, underweight, but being at the low end, what's now considered underweight, well, uh, not technically, but uh, I think people would say, oh, you look skinny. Um, having a BMI between 20 and 22 is actually probably ideal in terms of longevity. Um, so if you're in that range, I wouldn't try to gain more weight. I'd stick where you are. Are Malva leaves okay to eat in large amount? I don't know anything about Malva. I don't think I've even heard of Malva. I assume it's some kind of plant. Sorry, I can't tell you more. Um, hello from Jonathan. How do you recommend navigating supplements, multivitamins, protein powders? I'm not sure what to trust. Give me the lax regulation. Yeah, absolutely. Well, certainly there's this regulation uh, is indeed lax. I have a bunch of videos about that. Um, uh, so what protein powder to get? No protein powder. Why would anyone need protein powder? You get protein the same way you get carbs, same way you get fat from a whole foods, ideally whole plant foods. Um, and uh, no reason to take a multivitamin. Um, there are some things that people may need in supplement form. Um, so for example, vitamin D, if you're getting inadequate sunshine, vitamin B12, you're not eating vitamin B12 fortified foods. Um, so how do you get supplements that aren't like contaminated with something or actually have what they say they have? Um, probably the best one, best way to do it is to get one that is USP certified. So that's a third party certification entity that makes sure that whatever says on the label is what is actually in the bottle. doesn't mean it's good for you or anything. I mean, they, you can have USP certification of snake oil, but at least it would be actual snake oil at the dose that they say on the package. So it's kind of truth in advertising. All right, next up. Okay, Gabrielle. Um, what, what can cause tingling sensation in a whole food plant-based diet besides B12 deficiency? I presume you mean tingling sensation kind of uh, fingers and toes. That's a sign of a peripheral, typically a sign of peripheral neuropathy. Um, why? So if, let's say you have a problem with your nerves, why would it show up as tingling in your fingers and toes? Well, those are the longest nerves in your body. Um, so the, the, the nerve in your toe actually goes all the way up to your spinal cord, from your toe all the way up to your spinal cord. One nerve, like one long, skinny, teeny little string of spaghetti, but like almost microscopic, actually microscopic, all the way up. Isn't that amazing? One, you know, you think of cells as being microscopic. This, uh, this cell is like, you know, three feet long. Um, so you can imagine if there's any problems with your nerves, those are the nerves that are going to really show it first, right? Um, is the ones that are so long and vulnerable. Um, <clears throat> and uh, so you get this kind of uh, um, that typical thing. But it can be caused of all sorts of things. There's all sorts of toxins, uh, medications um, uh, that can do it. And so you just really need to go to a neurologist and they go through the differential diagnosis, all the various things that can cause it. Um, there are other nutrition deficiencies that can do it, um, and you just uh, some heavy metal toxicities can do it. Um, oh, there's autoimmune diseases, all sorts of things. So you just got to get checked out. Eric, how long is it? How long to wait in between? Oh, iron and tea consumption. If they must be consumed during the same meal, what should we consume first? Um, so uh, we should try not to drink tea with our meals. Here I am telling people to drink lots of tea. 
um, but at the same time, it can interfere with iron absorption. And so I would encourage people to separate. Um, uh, and so um, uh, yeah, it's more important that you, uh, since food can stay in your stomach for a long time, um, if you had like an hour buffer, let's say, you would have the tea first because the tea on an empty stomach would drain out of your stomach. Um, uh, and then by the time you ate food, um, there would be no food and tea to combine. However, if you ate food first, waited an hour, you still actually have food in your stomach after an hour um, and uh, solid food. Um, and so then you could get that interaction which could interfere with iron absorption. Okay, Liz says, does plant-based diet help anxiety? Um, uh, so uh, we only have one um, interventional study um, on uh, anxiety uh, run out of uh, University of Arizona um, that took people and randomized them to um, regular diet or diet. There's actually a third diet arm, if I remember. Or um, uh, the, but one, there was a diet, there was a plant-based diet arm which removed meat and eggs. Um, because they were concerned it was the arachidonic acid, this inflammatory um, uh, long-chain omega-6 fatty acid found predominantly in chicken and eggs, uh, but throughout animal products. Um, and so it was like a lacto-vegan diet, if that makes sense, um, and did get a significant um, decrease in um, uh, anxiety. Now, this was in normal people, not people with, um, like, diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. Um, uh, but that's most people who are anxious. They don't actually have a, a psychological disorder. They just happen to be anxious. Um, and so, uh, so yes, uh, so a plant-based diet, uh, has been shown to help. Um, so it's not just on cross, there's lots of cross-sectional studies where it shows that people who eat more plant-based have less anxiety, have better mood, um, less depression, etc. But you don't know which came first. Maybe people who are mentally healthy just go on to eat healthier, um, uh, rather than the other way around. Who needs comfort foods when you're already comforted, right? Um, uh, but uh, but we did ha have that interventional trial show within two weeks, significant improvement in mood. Okay, Eliza says, ah, does MSM powder help against aging? Ooh, aging. Never heard of anyone using it for aging, but uh, have heard it um, in use in relationship to arthritis. I have a chapter, Preserving Your Joints, in How Not to Age, where I'll be looking at the data on MSM. I have yet to do it, but that's on my outline for the book, which will be out December 2022. All right, James says, what are my thoughts on peanut butter powder in flavoring for smoothies if one is getting enough healthy fats throughout the day? Sounds delicious. Um, uh, I think a lot of the peanut butter powders on the market, however, um, are have sugar in them. Um, so you'd want to get straight peanut butter powder, basically just defatted peanuts. Um, of, of course, um, so the only issue would be AGEs, Advanced Glycation End Products, because this is roasted peanut butter, defatted roasted peanut powder. Um, if it wasn't, it probably wouldn't taste as good, right? It wouldn't have that kind of roasted peanutty flavor. But, uh, you know, high-fat, high-protein foods exposed to high heat produce these glycotoxins, which aren't good for you. Um, and so that's mostly animal foods. I think I did a list of the top 20 and how not to die, how not to die yet. And it was all like grilled hot dogs and chicken nuggets and kind of on down the list. But um, tofu, like black Cajun blackened tofu or something, uh, not a good idea, as well as nuts and seeds on window roasted. Have it like a tripling of AG, still much lower than animal products, but as plant products, you know, it would be pretty high. So, um, uh, so something better might be a raw almond butter or something 
um, or some one of the raw nut butters because then you get all the benefits of the nuts without the concerns about uh, excess AGEs. Jesse has natural low um, HDL with a whole food plant-based diet, LDL and triglycerides plummeted, fantastic, but um, that talks about a triglyceride HDL ratio, what's important uh, number to track, LDL is the important number to track. We used to think HDL, so-called good cholesterol, was good and actually had benefits in terms of, of reducing disease risk. It turns out that is not the case uh, based on a whole range of evidence um, including drugs that, um, that raise HDL, which actually had to be stopped early because it was killing people. And probably most importantly, these so-called Mendelian randomization studies where people who just genetically at birth born um, with genes that give them kind of unnaturally elevated SGL throughout their entire lives, regardless of what they eat or how they live, um, do not actually have lower cardiovascular disease. However, those born with high LDL die early because, from cardiovascular disease. And those born with low LDL are protected from uh, heart disease, regardless of what they eat, um, proving that, uh, uh, effectively proving, of course, we can actually, there's actually real proving, proving in terms of randomized controlled trials, but um, it's the best um, in terms you get for observational data, um, which um, show that LDL is actually a, um, uh, a risk factor, not just a, a correlate. So for example, you know, uh, I do a video talking about H this HDL thing. It's one of my egg videos where um, something like, um, you know, having a lots of, uh, what, a gym, uh, what was it, tennis shoes in your house associated with better health. Um, but, uh, but that's not because gym shoes actually help your health directly. It's just a proxy for um, something like exercise, which actually does help your health. So, uh, you know, those people that um, who carry around cigarette lighters probably live shortened lives, but not because they're carrying around cigarette lighters. It's not a, uh, a cause and effect, a causal risk factor. And similarly, HDL is not a causal um, protective factor for heart disease. So don't worry about your HDL. Worry about your LDL. And it's wonderful that they're down. And uh, that's fantastic. Congratulations. Okay, Brad Aronson says, is your, oh, is my constant walking really beneficial? Studies say no. Better than sitting all day? Yes. Studies say walking is not beneficial. I've never seen such a study. Um, uh, in fact, uh, um, uh, walking is uh, been shown is associated with longer lifespans and in a dose-dependent manner. I mean, the more you walk, the better. And sitting all day, not good for you. Uh, yeah, I mean, you don't have to be walking, but being active is indeed helpful. Okay, Zana says, hello, Zana. Do you have any recommend, high dietary recommendations for people with chronic fatigue? About nine years ago, I mentioned, oh yeah. Um, yeah, uh, any updates? There, yeah, so I have one video uh, talking about how, about dark chocolate. I have not seen much. In fact, every time I do a literature review, um, go through the alphabet, and I look to see if there's anything new. Last time I checked, it was like two years ago, there wasn't anything, but doesn't mean there's any new stuff. So go to PubMed and type in chronic fatigue syndrome and diet and see if anything pops up. If you can't get access to it, let me know and I'll pull it for you. And if it's really uh, could be helpful, I'll do a video about it. Um, Alex F says that, uh, that their liver enzymes um, and uh, ooh, um, uh, 40 use per liter, use per liter. Uh, and uh, uh, lymphocytes, ooh, 48, both are high. What can be done about this? Is this connected to liver spots and face? No, liver spots don't have to actually have anything to do with liver. Maybe they look, have the same color of liver or something. Um, but uh, 
uh, if you have high uh, liver enzymes, what that means is that your liver cells are dying, spilling those enzymes into your bloodstream. That's why they can be picked up as high. And uh, so you have to figure out why. And having high lymphocytes, having a high white count is a sign of some kind of infection or inflammation in the body. So maybe you have hepatitis. And so you should get um, there's a whole panel of things that can cause hepatitis, including viruses and alcohol. And, um, you should uh, figure out what's inflaming your liver. Okay, is my video, Why Do We Age? In your video, Why Do We Age? Who compared the amount of leucine? <laughs> leucine in meat to 100 apples or four cabbages. What about the leucine in tofu or beans where it's higher than vegetables? Absolutely, yeah. No, that's just, uh, that was actually taken from the, uh, from the study just to kind of give a sense of how crazy it is in terms of fruits and vegetables. Um, and indeed, we should eat lots more fruits and vegetables. I will be doing um, uh, comparison tables of both leucine, leucine and methionine. Anything else? Um, at least those two, because um, leucine is a, a, a TOR, mTOR activator. Um, so there'll be a whole chapter on mTOR, which is actually already done. I'm about 30% done with the book. Very excited. Of course, it took me over 100 days to do it, so it's it's going to be, I don't know if I'm going to reach my deadline. But um, uh, yeah, so I will probably, in my protein restriction chapter, probably talk about um, leucine, and I will go through all the food groups to give people a uh, better sense. Okay, VAMC says, any product recommendation for B12 on Amazon? Um, well, if you can find a USP um, certified, it should be, should be right on the bottle. Um, for B12, I think uh, Kirkland brand has B12 with that's USB certified. Um, uh, then that would be uh, then you could just be more certain that uh, it actually has the amount of B12 that it says. Thanks everybody. Stay safe. Get vaccinated and eat your vegetables. We would love it if you could share with us your stories about reinventing your health through evidence-based nutrition. Go to nutritionfacts.org slash testimonials, and we may share it on social media to help inspire others. To see any graphs, charts, graphics, images, or studies mentioned here, please go to the nutritionfacts.org podcast landing page. There you'll find all the detailed information you need, plus links to all the sources we cite for each of these topics. For a vital, timely text on the pathogens that cause pandemics, you can order the ebook, audiobook, or hard copy of my latest book, How to Survive a Pandemic. For recipes, check out my even newer book, The How Not to Diet Cookbook. It's beautifully designed with more than 100 recipes for delicious and nutritious meals. All the proceeds I receive from the sales of all my books goes to charity. NutritionFacts.org is a nonprofit, science-based public service where you can sign up for free daily updates on the latest in nutrition research via bite-sized videos and articles. Everything on the website is free. Uh, there's no ads, no corporate sponsorship. It's strictly non-commercial, not selling anything. And just put it up as a public service. It's a labor of love as a tribute to my grandmother, whose own life was saved with evidence-based nutrition.